Hello and welcome back to CMO Convo, the podcast from CMO Alliance on all things you need to know about being a great marketing leader. This time, we're joined by Chris Sheen, CMO of Sideways 6, and we're talking career paths for modern CMOs. Should the next step always be taking you away from the marketing function, even if it's your passion? Should you always be chasing titles and prestige? Is the C-suite always the absolute end goal once you're there? Chris has advice on all these questions and more. Hi, Chris. Welcome to CMO Convo. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Very happy to be here. And, and a happy new year to you as well, Chris. We're, we're recording right at the start of, uh, of January 2022. It's going to be a great time to have this conversation as well because we're talking about career paths. And I, I bet a lot of CMOs, I bet a lot of marketers are thinking about their career paths at the start of the year. They're thinking about where are they going to take their career. Um, so before we get into maybe the sort of like the, the, the details of what it means to have a career path as a CMO. Let's talk about yours. Let's talk about your actual career path, your professional background. Like what brought you to the CMO role? What brought you to marketing even? Yeah, so, so I've been in marketing for about 10 years now. So I'm a, I'm a two-time B2B CMO, very much worked in the B2B space my whole career. I'm um, generally for startups. So startup tech is kind of where I really specialize. Um, currently a company called Cyber6. Um, so we help companies like Nestle, British Airways, Marks and Spencers, bring their employee ideas to life. So we're effectively a kind of super smart employee suggestion box. Um, but yeah, my career is kind of, I started out wanting to be a journalist and kind of worked my way through to, to where I am today. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so you said you started out wanting to be a journalist. Did you have like a plan when you got into the marketing or, or was it just like you'd fallen into marketing now you've somehow made yourself to the CMO route or did you go in thinking, I'm not going to be a journalist. I'm going to be a CMO. That's what I'm going to aim to be. Well, yeah, it's, you know, when you're at school and no one really knows what they want to do, um, apart from being like a train driver when you're really young and a policeman. Um, actually, I was one of those people that when I was sort of from about 13, 14, was really clear I wanted to be a sports journalist. And um, and I, I, was the, I created a football magazine at school from the age of 16 to 18, much the sort of detriment of my A-levels at the time. <laughs> and then I went to university and got a degree in, in broadcast journalism. So I was really focused on like, actually, I really know what I want to do. And then after university, I kind of realized that going into journalism in the UK generally meant working unpaid <laughs> for quite a long time. And it didn't really fit brilliantly into my social life at the time of doing this unpaid work. Um, so I thought, you know what, I actually might want to get a job um, that actually can pay for my social life. So I, I got stuck into the world of, of work um, as magic as many graduates do, I kind of worked, got a sales job at a corporate, um, selling, um, selling kind of data services at company called Experian. Um, and then my, I guess that's where my career started. And I kind of, from there, I moved into email marketing sales and then partnerships and then marketing where I kind of found my, found my true home, I guess. And it's interesting when you talk about your, your true home, because for a lot of CMOs, at least when they reach that sort of C-suite level, and they talk about moving beyond the CMO role it usually involves them going away from the marketing function they, they move into sort of operations role or they move into the the CEO role which takes you far away from marketing it takes you away from what is for many people is the passion like I assume like a lot of people who become CMOs are passionate about marketing but why do we always think that they have to stop doing marketing in order to advance their career like do you have any thoughts on this like what any thoughts about how you've approached your own career as well yeah I've got, I've got a ton of thoughts on this so I think if we go back a step, so when I, when I went into marketing, um, it wasn't necessarily a deliberate play at the time. Um, I um, see of a, a company we partnered with and he said, look, we'd, we'd love to bring you over. We've got a couple of roles and one of them was a marketing role. So it was like, would you like to continue to be in partnerships or would you like to come across? And, and that was like, oh, do you know what? I think I'd really, 
I'd like to give marketing a go. It's something I've always been sort of side interested in and, and kind of got involved in. And it, uh, no exaggeration, it was like a, a light switch went off my head overnight. I, I started this new job and I was like, oh, wow, I absolutely love marketing. Um, and it kind of made me realise it was a, I'd been doing it my whole life. It was like all of the stuff that I'd, I was doing that I loved about journalism, you know, the storytelling or um, I ran a football team. I did the website or I did all of our emails or organised holidays and events. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I've been doing marketing. I just didn't realise. Um, and then it was literally like overnight. I was like, this is actually the first time I've really looked forward to, to work. It's actually been like going, thinking about ideas over the weekend, writing them down and kind of understanding without using the cliche, but what it really meant to like love what you do. Um, so, so it really was a moment for me, like, wow, marketing's my thing. And then it was like, right, I'm just going to read all the books about marketing. I'm going to get really into it. And just, and yeah, that from being someone who kind of took the career seriously, but it was like, look, my career is here to kind of almost, you know, allow me to have a life that I want to lead. It was like, actually, this is a career that I love and I'm really excited to do. So, so that was the first stage of that. Um, and then the second step, I guess, is interesting. So as I um, evolved from kind of head of marketing to becoming a CMO and then, and then joined Sudbury Six, um, it was a really interesting um, evolution because I had the opportunity to go to a different role. Um, so people would say to me things like, you'd be a great CEO in the future. And I think, yeah, do you know, I, I could do that. I probably quite enjoy maybe having that ultimate responsibility. And I've been fortunate enough to work with two fantastic CEOs and founders in my last two roles at, at Sideways Six and Sales Cycle. Um, but I didn't maybe realize, wow, what a difficult job it is. Um, but um, at Sideways Six, I was offered the opportunity to be COO, so Chief Operating Officer. Um, and that was kind of the next step and almost that bridge into to what a future might look like as a, as a CEO, but, but certainly in that real leadership role. Um, and it really taught me a lot about kind of what it meant to step away from a, a, sole, a sole marketing, marketing role. And, and so what, what, what did you learn? What, what, what were the lessons you learned from stepping away from that, that marketing function? Like, um, um, why, did you, why did you go back to the, the CMO role? Yeah, so I guess COO is a really interesting one because it, it generally means different things at different companies. It's probably one of those, those unique job titles that you could meet five other COOs, and I did, and it's almost like royalty speaking different languages because you'd be like, oh, what are you responsible for? I'm responsible for, for people and, and human office and human, like, oh, I'm responsible for marketing and as I was customer success and partners, partnerships. Um, so that experience was fantastic for me. I had marketing still under my kind of leadership, but also the customer success team. So, you know, the real lifeblood of the business really. Um, and in my head, I think I, I went into it thinking this will be a 50-50 split of my time. Um, but on any given week, it was much more 80, 20 towards customers because, you know, it's the cliche, but a customer comes first, right? If, if there's a problem that, that day with the customer, that's what you're going you're gonna to go towards. Um, and the pressures are, are very different, um, I, I found very quickly in, in that COI role. So, for example, customer side, you tend to be a little bit more reactive, reacting to, to opportunities or challenges that come from customers rather than marketing. We tend to be more proactive, tends to be more, right, what are we looking to achieve? What are our plans? Um, you're responding maybe rather than planning and, and executing um and you kind of your main focus is suddenly on on renewals and making sure those customers stay and stay for longer rather than creating new opportunities so there's that sudden balance of kind of where your time and um your, your time spends really um and i loved it in many ways i love working with a great team of customer success it was great getting closer to customers which anyone in marketing knows that that's so important so by a default i did that which was great for our marketing um but I very, not very quickly, but over time, I found that 
I didn't have that spring in my step that I used to have coming to work. You're like, right, it's marketing stuff today. You know, that, what I talked earlier about loving what I do. I was like, I, can't, I still, I love part of what I do now. And then I, I'm, I'm okay with the other part. Um, and that was a real, I did it for around 18 months. And it, it came to a head when I just had, I went away on holiday. Um, and whereas in the past I'd have been, you know, right to relaxing with the family and probably reading one of my, a marketing book and getting like creative ideas and having a little notebook where I just write down ideas about, I wonder if when we go back, we could do this campaign, we could do something else. I found myself just wanting to switch off, to be honest, and just think, I don't want to think about work at all. And that was a bit of a kind of a little signal in my head was that something's different now. Um, and to be transparent, I was really lucky in having a great CEO in, in Will at Sudbury Six that I could speak to really honestly and say, look, I'd, I want to go back to my old role. Um, I'd love to go back to, to being a CMO dedicated to marketing. Um, and he was absolutely fantastic. He kind of let me do that. And I went, it was a really weird thing. I went home that day and it was like celebrating a demotion <laughs> effectively with my wife and saying like, should we get some champagne and celebrate going back to my old role? But it was a really, um, it was almost a, a fantastic experience for me to kind of guide me and like, actually, you're the marketing guy. You'll always be a marketing guy. Stick in that lane, um, which was a great experience for me. So it sounds like a great experience in terms of like reigniting your passion marketing yeah. is, is one way of putting it but did you also learn any like other lessons that you took away to apply to the marketing role like having a broader awareness of the business by stepping into that function did it give you more more ability to fun- like to be a better cmo by having had that experience yeah 100 i mean if you're in b to be honest if you're in b2c or b2b i don't think it actually matters number one rule is know your customers and understand who they are what they like what they don't like all of those things so by the nature of that that role, I was really close to customers. So we, we'd you know, effectively joining lots and lots of customer meetings, just speaking to them all the time, and that just bleeds into making your marketing better. Um, and and generally taking the CRO role kind of played into something I've always believed, but is that marketing really should play a part and can play a part across your whole organisation. Um, I've always said this, you know, from hiring to onboarding, from acquiring customers to keeping them happy, um, and even if you're looking for an exit or you're looking to go public with an IPO marketing really does and should play a big part across all of those things it really isn't just about your cliched let's get mqls in and, and let's get inbound leads it really should create that brand and and and, and every touch point of of what um, a great company is so um i think what i took from that was understanding that that really is true and going back into marketing making sure we we kind of double down on it even more because sometimes you can marketing can start to float off and be its own thing and kind of start to get disconnected from the rest of the business at times and it was a really good way of making sure that that doesn't happen definitely definitely like you want to avoid those kinds of silos where marketing is just doing its own thing because not only does it it it, it makes marketing less effective but also devalues marketing to the rest of the organization if they're not aware of what you're doing and how you're interacting how you're supporting other departments they're not going to value your input they're not going to value what you have to say about the direction the company can take so having that broader awareness has got to be useful. Is that something you would advise other CMOs do to make that sort of like sideways move into a different function, at least for like a little period of time so they get some kind of awareness of like how the broader business works? I mean, it's an interesting point. I don't know if, um, I don't know if say you'd have to do that. But I think what, what I would advise is that, I mean, if you don't already, that you have regular syncs with all the leaders of different teams, you, you go into those saying, like, how can we help you? Um, it's something I've done at every, I mean, every new company I've joined, you kind of have those initial meetings, like how can marketing help you? You know, what, what are the challenges that marketing can help with? And sometimes they don't necessarily realize that, that marketing can be the solution to that. So 
I'll, I'll take an easy one, but say hiring. So yeah, we, we struggle at the moment. Obviously at the moment, there's the great resignation, there's lots of hiring going on. Um, and it might be that actually we're not getting as many great candidates as we, we used to. And it's like, well, actually marketing can really help there. So what's our, how do we promote our jobs? What, what kind of assets do we use? Do we have videos that explain the role? Do we have videos that explain what the company's like? Do we, how good is the website for getting that across? What's our, how well written are our job specs? You can, you put a marketing lens on that for just for a couple of days. And you can go from, yeah, that as an okay job spec in something really, really fantastic. And that's just one example, but I could apply that to, to anywhere throughout the customer. It could be, you know, customer service. Okay, what, what tools do we currently use? As marketers, we have these, you know, generally a unique blend of lots of different skills. We understand tech, we understand creative, we understand copywriting. And all of those things can really be applied to any part of the business. So um, I don't think you necessarily have to do what I did and kind of find that 18-month project, but but definitely making sure that you're really tight to different parts of the business and, and not a kind of marketing team working inside of it is, is kind of my number one sort of bit of advice, I think. Excellent, excellent. Um, and so to circle back to what you mentioned earlier about celebrating getting a demotion. Yeah. Because it's, it's quite an interesting thing to think about when it comes to particularly the CMO role, because we, we often think like once you've reached a C-suite, that's it. You want to stay in the C-suite forever. So it's going to be those sideways moves. It's going to be those upward moves that, might take you away from the marketing function, as we said. Is that a, a danger for us to think too much like that, to think like the C-suite is the ultimate end goal for, for any kind of marketing career path? Like once you're a CMO, are you always going to be a CMO or is it smart sometimes to make a jump to, I don't want to say a less prestigious job title, but maybe just a job title that isn't that C-suite title, like maybe like a direct level, maybe like a head of marketing level, but if it's at a great company, for example. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one, actually. And it's, it's a tough one because, to be candid, getting that CMA job title was a real a real, a real goal for me. And if you speak to my my former boss at, at Sales Cycle Dom, he would have, it would be a, a regular conversation that I'd have on our kind of reviews. Is like, I'd love to get to this level. And, and he put a really sensible plan for me to kind of achieve that. So it was a real moment. I was really proud to get it. And, and I'm proud to be a CMO today. Um, but what you quickly realise is that titles really don't matter. Um, it's it's a great thing. Um, it's a vanity piece, effectively, for yourself. But in many cases, it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, at Sideways Six, for example, we're still still super small. So I would say, whilst my job title is CMO, on a different day, it might as well be analytics intern or events manager or email marketing manager. Anything else that we need to get done, it kind of you jump into those different things. Um, I think what what really matters is obviously the company you're working for and the challenges you're helping to solve um, is number one. And and actually, I've seen a, a few examples recently of, of friends of mine who have done exactly what you've just said and kind of said actually. I'm, I'm going to a different company with a less prestigious job title, um, but they absolutely love it. And, and it's something that's worth thinking about is that often if you're working, maybe going to a really exciting new startup, they won't have a CMO role yet. It just won't make sense for them to have that, for that role to exist. Um, so you can't be so kind of hell bent on, on that job title if actually they're looking for a VP of marketing, um, which is still the, the, the main person in marketing, but they don't want the CMO. Um, Another example would be a, a bigger company who's, who's growing and, and potentially has a fantastic CMO who could learn loads from. There can only be one CMO. So there would be another opportunity to go in and say, actually, going in at director level here is a great move for my career. I'm going to learn loads um, and work for an incredible company that looks really exciting, but not being kind of um, hell-bent on that vanity, vanity point. And, and, you know, none of us have business cards anymore. 
to it. So it's very rare that you're gonna you're gonna get your business cut out from a Tracy family when you first join. Oh, I, I, I miss business cards. So I, I love. I do. I, miss- I, I, I love getting business cards. I have like a big collection of them. I don't have any CMO ones yet because we haven't had that many person-to-person events. But I look forward to getting some CMO business cards off people. Um, but yeah, it's, I remember. It's, getting, it's, sorry, go on, go on, Chris. Go on. I, was, I think I think everyone remembers getting their first business card, and it's always a moment. And I, I always say to people, the first time you get your your, your first real job business card it's like 20 of them get just given to people down the pub your friends yeah. it's like look i'm a real adult i've got a business card it's really exciting yeah there's there's a lot of random drunk people in liverpool who have business cards for me definitely definitely it's good it's good um so yeah it's, it's interesting to talk about vanity though as well when it comes to sort of like the c-suite chasing that c-suite level for like the rest of your career because vanity is something that can it can hold you back from those kinds of opportunities that can be really helpful like as you said like having access to really interesting companies really interesting people to mentor you as well how important is that mentor and shaping like particularly did did you have a mentor who shaped your career path is that someone that you i don't want to say latched onto but did you have someone who like really really coached you through your career path do you think is there someone you want to give a shout out to right now i wouldn't say a mentor i'd say I've worked for two fantastic founder CEOs um, in my last two companies who've who've been really fantastic supports, not just in terms of shaping kind of the marketing I've done, but also giving me that access to different parts of the business, really understanding to my earlier point that marketing can and should work across all parts of the business. Um, they've been fantastic in kind of, I think, you know, with any role, you get it you get out what you put in so if you can go in there and say i really want to help lots of different parts and actually i think a lot of our focus this quarter should be about let's use the example of customer service i think i can really we can really help the customer service team being able to then be given the flexibility to go and do that gives you those new experiences and, and give you kind of that access um so i think that's a really important thing to say um and then on the vanity side of things i think it's just it can, it can be a natural thing to just chase. Like I've definitely thought it myself of like, I'd like to be a, you know, five time CMO and, and, and there's a part of me that probably does want that, but ultimately you just take a step back, you take a breath and you think that isn't the most important thing. No one really cares outside of, outside of you and your little world. And if you go to people, you see someone at a cocktail party and say, what do you do? You're not going to go, oh, I'm a CMO you're going to say, actually, I work in marketing at this incredible company. And, and that's what they care about. Well, what does your company do? Oh, well, that, that's the bit. So I think realizing that and realizing that the company you're working for, what you're actually doing is the most important thing. I think that's, that's definitely something to think about. And it, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier about being passionate about what you do, about loving what you do. Like if you're chasing the titles, you're not really chasing the work, you're chasing the titles, aren't you? You're chasing that LinkedIn profile rather than, the actual good work that you could be doing, the good work that you feel proud of as well. If, you, if you're proud about the brands you work for and you're proud about the, com- the people you work with, you're going to do better work. You could have the fanciest job title in the world, but if it's not something you're proud of doing, then it's just a title. Then it is just literally words that you put down. On, yeah, you put on your LinkedIn that you put on, not, no business cards and no, but yeah, it's, it's just a, yeah, it is just vanity. It's just a nameplate, isn't it? A hundred percent. There's this phrase that I always used to, I always use my team today actually which is this idea of would you stick it on the fridge so you know when you when you're a kid and I've got a kid at school now Millie um and she'll come back with something from school and it's oh it's amazing like let's put it on the fridge but it's this idea of like if in marketing it's a really great role for that you can go home and I found myself immediately doing it going home to my my girlfriend now wife and saying oh look what we did today 
And like, it's almost that idea of like, you're so proud of what you've done at work. You want to basically show your loved ones and like stick it on the fridge. So I'd always say to my team, like, it could be anything. We've written a blog article or created a video or a podcast like this. Would you, would you stick it on the fridge? Are you going to go home tonight and show it to your housemate, your flatmate, your, your girlfriend? It's a real good tester of how proud you are of your work, how kind of into it you are. And I think marketing is great for that. And that is the most important thing. If you're doing work that you're really proud of, it gives you that energy. Um, then it really doesn't matter what's on your on your business card. Although I did see some really cool business cards, which I'm going to look into, which you, you get one, it's a digital business card. So you basically just scan it and uh, um, people get your details. So I've I thought that was quite cool. I've seen a few with like QR codes and stuff on, which I thought yeah. was quite, quite cool. Um, but that was like in the in the old days where like hardly anyone used QR yeah. codes and now, now QR codes are back. So maybe, back. maybe there will be a resurgence of business cards. With, like, been, kind of the one positive of COVID has been the, the resurgence of the QR code. <laughs> yeah the the one the one thing definitely yeah so um yeah when it, when it comes to being proud of your work as well it's not about chasing like awards and stuff like that like it can be it can be just like the day-to-day stuff that you're doing particularly as a cmo as well where you're a leader as well like it's about the work that your team are doing as well as being proud of what your team's doing as well like, and, and that's got to be a big part of why you'd want to stay in the cmo role as well because you're, you're coaching people to become great marketers as well right if you're removed from that like you might not have that kind of opportunity i know a lot of cmos the reason they wanted to get to that title was so they could start coaching other people so they could start helping shape people's career paths in that way is that something you had in mind why you want to stay close to the the marketing function yeah 100 percent. i think it's one of the if you're if you if you're somebody listening to this who, who does manage people yeah you might be able to relate to it. if, if somebody it doesn't yet yeah, something that you're, you might find but it was a really interesting evolution for me going from effectively a creator so a content creator marketer where you're basically everything you put out there you've done yourself so then you start to hire a team and then they're doing stuff and that transition to kind of almost ah like we're doing cool stuff and it's not all my work <laughs> takes a little bit of time and then actually you start to be even i think today i'm even more proud of that yeah yeah definitely definitely because it, it like it's the ultimate well, test you. of your skills i think being a, a teacher being a, a manager being a leader it's like you, it's all well and good saying that you've got this process that works for you but being able to show other people that process works and finding ways to shape it to fit their way of working it's got to be a very challenging but also rewarding thing as a cmo as a marketing leader i think it's the it becomes the most for me so seeing there's two things for me that i'm super proud of one is many of the people i've been fortunate enough to be part of my team over the years have now gone on to marketing leadership roles themselves they've really progressed and you can see sit in their work is number one and then the second part is <clears throat> there's been quite a few people in my career now who, who who weren't in marketing roles so henry and my team at the moment for example was in a sales role and i, I just looked in from afar and thought he doesn't know it yet but he's a marketing guy <laughs> he's he I, I could see myself in him he was so creative and everything you do in sales it would be with a, a real creative outlet. Everything he did, like, I don't know, it might be outreach, you do these fantastic creative video outreaches and that's like that. That's marketing, he just doesn't realize it yet. And and there's been a few people who have brought into, into marketing who've basically absolutely loved it, kind of found their career and, and then you see them thrive and you see them kind of, again, like create this amazing stuff and just see them grow and improve. And, and actually you do find you're just as proud, if not more proud actually, the stuff that you've ever done yourself is seeing what they've done and, and the part that you play to help shape that. So I definitely think that's um, probably an evolution of work life. If you become a manager of, of kind of going through that and understanding that, yes, that you need to set the processes, you want to go there, but just seeing people grow into their roles and, 
and kind of start to not even need that just do amazing work is a it's kind of the ultimate goal and there's nothing better than when someone shows you something in your team and says what do you think of this and you think yeah you've nailed it like yeah. i have no comment but that's brilliant get it out of there is it is it's like the ultimate goal it's always great to be able to say no notes no notes i know yeah. yeah no notes is the dream we love no notes <laughs> and uh, but yeah so and then taking yourself away from like always focusing on the awkward trajectory it takes you away from that kind of like person to person interaction that ability to to spot the potential as you said about your um you know the, the, the guy who was in sales like if you're if you're always thinking about where you're going forwards you miss what you're looking at around you miss the potential of like team members you could really mold into great marketers you could miss the 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 path that you need to set for them as well because you're focusing too much on your path i'm not saying you shouldn't focus on your path because at the end of the day it's your career it's your path but if you always think about the next step you miss what's on the step that you're on at the moment yeah and i think it's almost outside of marketing this is just being a great manager i think being a great manager means you have to be really selfless at times and and have to actually understand that your role when the second you manage people the better your people do the better you'll look ultimately you know to be a high performing team you need high performing people so therefore making sure your people are happy making sure they're engaged making sure their career path is clear to them you know when making sure you're really looking after them and have their best interests at heart um do that and your your part will happen like your team will be flying your team are loving work that's going to reflect to you and and ultimately the business will understand that and see that so it becomes once you realize that it becomes very easy that that has to be your number one focus look after your team and then the rest of it should work itself out so i think that's something that 100 should be just bread and butter if you're leading any people awesome fantastic advice there and maybe as one last final piece of advice is january 2022 as you said we're in the middle of the great resignation a lot of people are reconsidering their career paths and like their career choices what advice do you have for both the marketers and for current CMOs about how they should be thinking about their career paths in the coming year? Like what, what, would, what would you advise them to keep in mind when they're making certain choices? So, oh, that's a good question. So I think um, I'll, I'll split it into two. So I'll split into two. So first bit of advice would be what I kind of touched upon earlier. If, if you're in a marketing role of any kind, whether that's CMO or anywhere in the business, look for ways that marketing this year can help any part of the business outside of what you've done in the past go and speak to people across the business if you're if you're struggling to attract great new candidates see how you can help help the hiring process if if customers are churning at a high rate than they used to how can you help improve the onboarding process for customers or engage customers later in the journey make sure that this year marketing is embedded across the organization because number one the organization will love you for it you'll create great new relationships in that organization which is fantastic but two it will give you that much broader experience that you can then take into any potential new roles in the future and say actually i've had the experience of doing this i've done that and, and it will just broaden your kind of whole horizons so that would be that would be point one um, and the second part of advice is that if you are considering change um in in sort of in, in the future and, and, and being part of kind of that then then be open-minded. Don't, don't let vanity kind of cloud your judgment about a job title. Um, there's some interesting kind of cool startups now that just don't even have job titles, aren't there? They'd just be like marketing guy. Um, and I think actually there's a lot in that to, for us all to consider that, that, that it really doesn't matter. So, so don't worry too much. Um, I realize we're on the CMO show and I am here talking <laughs> to the CMO, but, but I definitely wouldn't let it cloud my judgment um, going forward. It's something that I've, I've really thought a lot about. So um, my advice would be, find 
work that will excite you and give that energy that we've talked about um and and don't worry about the, the bit that's on your the business card that you give your friends down the pub <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much chris that's great advice uh, and it's advice I, I'm, I'm i'll take to heart myself and i'm sure a lot of our audience will take to heart um as i said people are thinking differently about like what is important when it comes to their work now and i think this episode in particular it's gonna it's gonna touch a lot of people in terms of that how they're thinking about their career paths and how they're gonna how they're going to approach 2022 because it's it's a big year big year for potential big year of possibilities for us all so i look forward to seeing your uh, see where your career, career path goes in the near future and i look forward to seeing where our audience's career paths go as well um so thank you once again chris for joining us on cmo convo and um, it's been fantastic and uh, thank you to our audience as well for listening to us and we'll be back soon with some more cmo convo